Evening prayer starts on page 22. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 41 begins on 391, and Psalm 54 will go next, is on page 406. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and needy. The Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him, and keep him alive, that he may be blessed upon earth, and deliver not thou him into the will of his enemies. Lord, comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed, and make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity, and his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself. And when he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper, whisper together against me. Even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, they say, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Even my own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord, rise thou me up again, and I shall reward them. By this I know thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth not triumph against me. And in my innocency thou upholdest me, and shalt set me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, world without end. Amen. Psalm 54 Save me, O God, for thy name's sake, and avenge me in thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken unto the words of my mouth. 
For strangers have risen up against me, and tyrants, which have not God before their eyes, seek after my soul. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Destroy thou them in thy truth. Offering of a free heart will I give thee. And praise thy name, O Lord, because it is so comfortable. For he hath delivered me out of all my trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter of the book of Zechariah. Again, the word of the Lord of hosts came, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Zion with great zeal. With great fervor, I am zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem each one with his staff in his hand, because of great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, will it also be marvelous in my eyes? Says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. I will bring them back and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and righteousness. Thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong. You who have been hearing in these days, these words by the mouth of the prophets, who spoke in the day the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord of hosts, that the temple might be built. For before these days, there were no wages for man, nor any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, everyone, against his neighbor. But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in, in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. For the seed shall be prosperous, the vine shall give its fruit, the ground shall give her increase, and the heavens shall give their due. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. And it shall come to pass that just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you, and you shall be a blessing. Do not fear. Let your hands be strong. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here begins the 24th verse of the 10th chapter of Acts. And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I ask then, for what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Nuptiminus. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, 
and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in resting quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers, that, uh, dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday evening. We're looking at some passages, and um, we, we see a little bit of a theme here, and it's, it's God's promises and God's work in our life that brings hope and joy to people. David was beset in the Psalms by his enemies. Some of his enemies were even people he thought were his best friends, but he relied on and waited for God. <clears throat> and God's always faithful in taking care of his people. Sometimes it takes God a while to do this, and he does it in his own time, which sometimes we'd like to see it happen sooner. But God is faithful, and God does. Uh, it does his will. He performs his promises, and he is totally faithful. Uh, in the, in Zechariah, as we read, God is being faithful in returning his people from captivity. And some interesting thoughts there. What was happening is the temple was being built. But before the temple was built, and while it was destroyed, there was periods of fasting. And so uh, the delegation came to Zechariah and asked, um, you know, do we keep doing this fasting? Because now that the temple is half done. And um, so Zechariah gives them this great message of promise and hope. And it makes them happy. So in, in his uh, response to them, he contrasts um, Israel's past judgment and the promised future restoration. And I think I remember um, Bishop talks about sometimes when we talk about promises of future restorations or when we see things happening, sometimes they have a double, kind of a double, um, double promise. In other words, they happen in, in this time that we read, but there's more that's going to continue to happen at, at the telos, at the, at the fulfillment of all things, when, when the kingdom becomes in all its glory. Um, even though we live in it now in this earth, we live in it in these bodies, and we have uh, more to hope for in the future. So we look forward to that. And so in 8.2, God expresses that he can't even bear the estrangement from his chosen people. And it's really strong language and expresses um, the, the fact that God really loves his people. And, he, and what we see in history is that they keep uh, being unfaithful, but he keeps allowing them and providing ways for them to come back to him, which is a good thing because as we know in our Christian walks that uh, as much as we want to walk and please God, sometimes uh, we don't uh, quite measure up or, or, yeah, we don't measure up. And so we have to come back and it's continual uh, repentance and growth as we come closer to him. And so there's... Uh, he mentions old women in verses 4 and 5, old men, old women shall sit in the streets. And then he mentions uh, boys and girls playing in the streets. And and the point of those verses is those are the most um, vulnerable vulnerable people, the most defenseless in society. And, and the promise in the picture he gives that they will be living in tranquility, peace, and security. So that's a big promise for them. And then the rest of the chapter, they lay out the results of, of living, the practical results of living for God. So in Acts, it's kind of an interesting thing because we have um, uh, these two men meet. And so the first guy is one who just really hungered for God, and that's Cornelius. But he wasn't sure how to approach God and, and what God's will for him was and how to please God. And um, 
he wasn't Jewish, but he seemed to be practicing some of the things of the Jewish faith, which makes me believe that maybe he was working on being a proselyte, or actually had become a proselyte to the Jewish faith and was practicing um, fasting and praying. But what we see here is a pattern. He was praying and um, fasting, and a little uh, tidbit in there, he was giving alms. So in other words, he was being faithful to, to giving praying and fasting and, and uh, devoting himself to God and was searching for an answer. And then we have Peter, who's the other man. And here's a guy who had seen so much. He had lived the life of a Jew. And sometimes, uh, as we know about Peter, he's given to emotion over his intellect and, and responds emotionally. But he was a man who also longed for God and he wanted to be with Jesus. Um, and so let's not forget that this man, he, he ran scared at the crucifixion crucifixion, but became very powerful with the Holy Spirit, uh, but still had a hard-headedness, even as I wanted to point out that even in his, in his uh, possession of the Holy Spirit living with, for God, he still had a hard-headedness and a tendency towards emotion and some worldly things, and what reminds us of that is Paul wrote a letter and lambasted him, calling him Cephas at the time, um, for living like a Jew with the Jews and a Gentile with the Gentiles, and um, it was a little bit... Um, it wasn't consistent. So Peter is a, it can be a message for us too. And so I look at these two guys and I see these two guys are me. These two guys are you. They want to know God, but not knowing exactly how. And after discovering uh, the, the faith in Jesus and still being subject to this body of failure. So they, they were not perfect men, but they were men who searched for and, and followed after God. And that's the important thing for us to remember is this, this faithful life of prayer is, is what God's calling us to. Um, a little, uh, just a thought, when Cornelius fell at Peter's feet and worshipped him, um, you need to remember, I think, back in, in the beginning of Acts, uh, Peter was doing some amazing things. He was preaching. He was healing people. Some people were healed by his shadow. So it would be easy to understand why Cornelius might think Peter was more than, than just a man. So Peter squared him away on that right away. So here we are, we're like Peter and, and we're like Cornelius, and, and we are in a life of prayer, and we're called to ordinary faithfulness, and that grows in us as we listen to God's word on a consistent basis, and our faith and our practice grows, and we remember the promises of God, and, and when we think of the, God's promises to us, we can uh, live in this world of challenge and live with joy and, and, and expectation as we look forward to the fulfillment of God's promise in us. So just a few thoughts about today's lesson, and let's, let's move to the uh, intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our, our supplications at this time.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Thanksgiving right below the intercession on 590. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies, for our being, our reason, and all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, and raiment, and all other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of the Holy Spirit, for thy continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these thy blessings to us, and to give us grace to show our thankfulness and sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercessions we receive them all, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Aaliyah. What's a great job. Um, Thank you. There. Thank you, Bob and Aaliyah. Thanks, Deacon Bob. <laughs> Have a nice guys. Friday night. Bye. Have a good Bye -bye. Friday. Good night, everybody. Thank you.